Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. There's a dream inside all of us. We were all born with a passion for something. And to identify that, are we doing that right now in our life? Is that our careers, that our work? What are we passionate about? There's a dream that we cannot die with inside of us and we have to follow that. And I think, you know, is how do we get there? Is don't waste time. We have one life and to live it to the fullest. And I think, you know, we can build business around our passion, around our ideas. And I think what you shared with me earlier before this interview was what you are doing now is what you're actually really passionate about is hearing entrepreneur stories. And I think we have to ask ourselves all that question, what makes us come alive and how do we follow that path and build something from that? Because it's it brings us so much joy and happiness and that's the best way to live. I am so excited to share today's show with you. Our guest is Krista Anderson. Krista has endured more challenges than most. She's a fighter, though, and doesn't let anything stop her. Krista has been diagnosed not once, but twice with serious forms of cancer. Both times she beat it. She also had a significant business partner try to steal a large portion of her business, which she didn't let that stop her either. Krista says you must have the power of belief in yourself. And regardless of our family history, we can write our own legacy on our own terms. Now Krista is taking her plant-based snacks business and creating her own product line. She is on a mission to help people with healthy food options, even when snacking. I am happy to share, Krista recently posted after the recording of this show that she had her first body scan after 12 years, and the result was a perfectly clean, cancer-free scan. This episode has a special place in my heart and is filled with so much inspiration and wisdom. Thank you, Krista for sharing your story with us. Hey, Krista, thanks for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm excited to have you here. I have some questions for you. And I'm, where I'd like to start is I'd love to know a little bit about your business, what your business does, and uh, just start with that point. Yeah, absolutely. I own and operate a company called S-Star, and we are a healthy snack merchandising solution called Healthy on the Go. 
for convenience stores and hospitals and universities across the United States. Our goal is to make the healthy choice the convenient choice. Love it. Good tagline there. I know a little bit of your story. Can you step back and share your story of what got you into the healthy space category and, and just what you experienced to get there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in 2007, I was diagnosed with stage two kidney cancer and I had my, my right kidney removed and went on with life. And two years later in 2009, I was diagnosed with stage four uh, cancer. It was up against my heart, wrapped around kind of the arteries and it was collapsing my right lung. And the doctors had given me three months to live at that point. And, uh, During that time, obviously, when you're given that type of diagnosis from a doctor, you think, okay, what can I do to fight this disease? How can I survive? And so I started learning a lot about healthy living, healthy eating, the power of the food that we put in our body. And uh, one of the things that I had to do was pack food with me everywhere I went. You know, when you travel, you're on the go, right? You know, I couldn't eat in a normal restaurant. I, I couldn't really eat from most places. And so what I noticed though, was healthy food was hard to find unless you could drive, you had to drive out of your way to a whole foods or a health food store. And one day I walked into a gas station thinking, okay, maybe I could grab a bag of almonds, a bottle of water, something like that. And in fact, you know, even the stuff they had in the bag of almonds, the chemicals and things like that, I couldn't even eat. So I walked out empty handed and I thought, why is there never anything healthy in a gas station? And so that was kind of my aha moment for my company that exists today. But so I was working for Nestle at the time. I had a perfectly secure corporate job, making good money. And, you know, sometimes the dream inside of you is much bigger and I wanted to make a difference. And so I quit my job, sold everything I owned except the essentials and, and started this company in the with a vision of making healthy food accessible in convenient locations for people struggling with disease or, you know, to work to create a preventative healthcare system. What a beautiful story and purpose. Now, I do want to get a little bit into, as you were going through those horrible diagnoses and time frame that were even given to you by the doctor, what was going through your mindset? I mean, like the whole time were you going through, hey, I'm going to fight through this? Were there some days where you're like, I just want to throw in the towel? I mean, what's that look like if you don't mind me asking? Wow. It's a big question. I remember the first time the doctor told me, Krista, you've maybe got three months and we don't think any chemotherapy is going to help change the game for this. It's too far along. And at this point in time, I couldn't even walk and breathe at the same time because it was, it had collapsed. The tumor grew so much, it collapsed my right lung. And I looked at him at, and in the doctor's office, I looked at this doctor and I was like, I completely disagree with you. And I was so angry, actually looking back, I'm kind of embarrassed because I was <laughs> kind of like, you know, forget you, you know, but I said, this is not the end of my story. And I got up and I, I left his office angry, <laughs> you know? And I, I left and I was like, you know, I was a a new Christian at the time. And actually this is the power of faith and belief. And I knew what, you know, for me, my own personal story is I knew what, how God designed us to live a long and happy, healthy life. And in the Bible, there's 40 scriptures about health and healing and, so I started speaking those things over my my body. I spoke them out loud. There's power in our words, you know. The only way to change a thought 
a lot of times is by the, the words we speak to change that thought. And so, you know, we can direct our body in, in speaking life back into it. And so I started doing that. I never once questioned, would I die? I never, ever did. I only questioned what will be the solution to this and when will it be over? Because it felt like it was never going to end, you know, (laughs) but it was very emotional time. Absolutely. And, but it was the power of faith for me. It's beautiful. And it sounds like your mindset, which I'm a big fan of, you fed your mind that, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get past this. You didn't let that doubt that can so much alter the end result if you can't believe that it can happen. And so that that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Power of belief in ourselves, in business, in our health. We have to speak to ourselves, you know, and you're absolutely right. And I wrote a book called Claim Your Healing. And on the front of the the cover is like with a sword, you know, because you're in battle, right? Like you're even in business, you're in battle and you have to fight for the victory. You, you know, and we have that power. We really do. And I think a lot of times when we doubt we follow that direction. So we have to be careful the thoughts we think. I want to segue and continue along this line of some challenges that you've had. I know you have mentioned that you had a business partner and we'll leave names out here, but you had a business partner and there was a falling out. I believe it maybe even caused you to have to restart uh, your business, start from scratch. Can you take us through that? Maybe from the beginning of how that relationship started, how it you know fell apart, and where you got left off, and how you rebounded. I know that's a lot of a lot of unpacking there, but I'd love to kind of hear the story. Absolutely, it's a story I just recently told for the first time on another podcast, and it's taken me two years to publicly speak about it mm-hmm. because I've been sitting in so much hurt, you know. But when I started my company, we were a distribution company and we were delivering. Like I literally was driving my Honda Accord fully packed, full of healthy snacks to each little convenience store around Tennessee. And I was delivering and all the product was delivered to my little garage apartment I was living in that had no kitchen, no washer and dryer, like I mean, true entrepreneur story, but I was Love it. so, yeah, I was determined to prove, okay, this can work. I can make healthy food sell in a gas station. And so what happened was we, we started to grow. The business started to grow quite a bit and it started to grow out of Tennessee. I had more and more opportunities coming and I knew in order to have a distribution company, it would be very expensive. And I wasn't willing to recreate that wheel, you know, and so I decided to partner with distributors to have them then start delivering for my company. And I uh, started a partnership with a, a distributor. And in the first year, we went from you know zero stores with them to over 200 across the US. And I was traveling all over the place, training their sales teams and and these guys were like brothers, like family to me. You know, we built such great relationships and we were just a strong team together. And what happened was they saw the success of the program in these stores. And what they did is they started going to all the retailers and offering them a better deal. And what they did was took the signs off of my display racks and replaced with their signs and took my racks changed some of the planogram of some of the snacks to charge companies more money to be part of this program. And then it became a not so healthy section of the store. And so 
I honestly, I didn't know this was going on until I got a phone call one day from one of the sales guys. And he said, Hey, you know, uh, we're taking a couple racks out of some stores that they're not interested in the program anymore. What do you want us to do with them? And I was like, what are you talking about? I've had these set of stores for six years. It's been a success. And that's when I, I realized what was happening. Yeah. And I about died, you know, on the floor of my kitchen and taking this phone call thinking, Everything I've worked for is unraveling right in front of me and I can't stop it. So how did you rebound from that? So you get you get told that someone's doing something behind your back and it's going to have a big, big impact on your business. How do you rebound from that? Well, what was your course of action? Once you got over, obviously, the just the emotion of, of being betrayed, but what's the step after that? Honestly, it's taken me two years yeah, to yeah. get back in the game. And I'm embarrassed to say that. Also, I'm not at the same time because... They gave me the greatest gift was they taught me that I was burning out and I had no life balance chasing after the American dream, chasing after what we're taught in the American culture is to be success and fame and, you know, notoriety of who you are and who you know. And what happened is I was actually um, part of my branding was developing a TV show called The Healthy Traveler. And we were filming in the south of France for this show. And I arrived at the Chateau where we were filming and I sat, we had lunch first. And as I sat around the table with the French people for three hours, enjoying fresh food and wine under the sun. And this moment I had never experienced before in the U S of sitting at a table for that long, enjoying a moment like that, eating healthy foods and taking time and all of these things. And so in that moment, I realized, what am I doing with my life? What am I focused on? I have no life balance. And when I came back to the U.S. after the filming, I just this was when my company was unraveling, and I decided I need to make a change. And I stopped pushing the business forward. I let it do what it was doing. I kept it going. And I decided to go back to France to learn more about the culture and to live this way of life. And what I discovered here is now the projects we're working on moving forward. But I took two years, you know, of slowing down and just taking a break because I burned out. I'm always fascinated. I've seen it quite a bit in my career where businesses make very short-sighted, unethical, maybe not illegal, but unethical (laughs) type decisions in the effort to gain. And it just, it always blows my mind because it's very short-sighted and I'm kind of a believer in karma, if you will, or whatever it is. And I feel like companies, what I often see when they make shortcuts like that, five or 10 years later, you find out they go out of business or Mm. they usually don't prosper. It usually doesn't work has been my experience. Do you have, I mean, obviously it was a silver lining, but were there any legal repercussions of them doing that? Or did you just say, Hey, just take it and rip me off basically. And I'm going to move on. Yeah. Well, you know what is I contacted my attorney and he said, Krista, they're so much bigger. They've been in business for a hundred years. They've got so much money. You're a small business. You try to go against this is going to cost you so much money and it's going to be a lot of stress. I'm just telling you, are you ready for this? And there was the risk of, will you, we even had a contract signed you know, that they were to return the display racks, you know, all these things like they broke, they breached the contract. So I had this proof, but it was all of that, that it was like, I don't know, could I fight it? I didn't have all the money to do that. And that's the thing for small business. And that I'm so passionate about today is 
how do small businesses succeed when you have these guys ripping you off? They've got more money. They've got, you know, power investors, you know, and they just take you out. But why can't we work together? You know, it's, and that's when I learned the philosophy I'd always heard all my business careers, business is just business. And I fail to accept that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think you did the right thing personally. You can get sucked into legal disputes. They can go on for years. There's no guarantee you'll win. Even if you have it in a contract, believe it or not, it's just long and drawn out. And if someone has more resources than you, it can just crush you. I I had a similar situation when uh, years ago, I was running a company someone stole our entire database and um, of clients. And we easily could have won in a lawsuit. It also would have cost us three to $500,000 probably to even just even get to court. And so the system is, is not designed a lot of times to benefit or protect the small business. I think there is a little bit of a, a hole and, and how we protect small business owners, even like COVID, you could make an argument. Um, I know there's some PPP loans and things like that, but Arguably, small businesses have been the ones that have gotten hit the hardest in the whole COVID time period. And it seems like sometimes, I don't want to get too far off on a tangent, but we don't do enough that is looking in the best interest of what makes up a good part of the fabric of our society as small business owners are out there fighting and making it happen. Yeah. Well, here's the difference is I just got off a phone call and I will mention this company's name because I'm very proud of what they're doing is Sodexo. They're a huge company, uh, global, 80 countries they're in. And the lady I spoke with today, she said, hey, I don't know if you know this, but we have a whole division of our company dedicated to minority and small businesses to partner with them to help them succeed. And they're a huge global business. They don't need little partners. Why are they doing that? Because they care. Love that. That's huge. Yeah. That's good stuff. Hey, so I want to segue here a little bit. You've had a diagnosis of cancer twice. You've had a business partner that's treated you very badly, I'll say. What's in your DNA? Like, you seem like you're a fighter. You seem like nothing's going to stop you. Have you always been that way? Is that just something, is it part of your faith that kicked in at some point? I'm just curious. I, I think people could benefit from this and just kind of understanding what makes you able to overcome these odds. A lot of people would have closed up shop potentially when that business stole a lot of the business. So how does that work for you? Well, I definitely, obviously I'm a fighter from my cancer journey with this business situation. I almost didn't come back to it. Mm. I almost didn't, but it, it just continues to grow. And, and now I've refound that passion again. But to answer your question is, you know, when I was young, my dad actually went to prison and I grew up expected to be follow the footsteps of my father and and my brothers actually too. And I had made a decision at a very young age that I would do life differently and that I would prove I would be different from this family. I would create a better name for this family. And I, I don't live my life as I'm trying to prove something, but I think it's been my fire of who I've become that no matter where we come from, no matter what family we're born into, we can be different and we can create a new legacy and we can make different choices and be successful no matter where we're from. And so I think that that's been a big part of my fight. And I do think it's part of my personality too, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And you're right. How we were raised can play a role and a reason for poor decisions that we make and good decisions that we make. And it's cool that you were, you've been very conscious about, 
taking a path that works for you and that is what you define as being successful and moving forward and not letting obstacles get in your way. I think I think that's a great story. I think the more I talk with you, the more I, I admire your journey and and what's gotten you to where you're at today. I'm curious. I want to jump back over though on the business side of things. Some of these we've kind of talked about a little bit, but I'd love to just flesh into it a little bit more. Your business model was a distribution model. It sounded like at some one point it was exclusively distribution. Is that morphing into something else? Can we get into a little bit of that? Where do you see it going in terms of uh, your business model and how you're generating revenue? Yeah, I mean it's it's not a distribution company anymore. We still partner with distributors and we partner with good relationships now. We've got a um, better situation, but uh moving forward, we're actually manufacturing. So that is the direction of where the company's going. My heart is to create functional foods, plant-based medicinal foods that can really help create a preventative healthcare system and give people the best nutrition. And I think I will just say this is that, you know, a lot of products, we really don't know what's inside of them or where each ingredient's truly coming from. A lot can be passed by, you know, the FDA or uh, under certain like natural flavors. This can go under a natural flavor category and then then it's not good for you. It's man-made. And so I want to be sure that what I'm creating and putting into the market is truly healthy and can help people be their utmost healthiest. And I want to know and control that process for at least my brand of what I put out there. Yeah. I eat mostly plant-based and I know exactly what you're referring to. A lot of times you can think you're eating something that quote unquote is healthy. And then when you look at the ingredients, there'll be really long words that just don't even really, you know, they're chemicals and is what you find out when you Google them. And so there's definitely a need in my mind. There can never be enough of that, that market for plant-based food, healthy food that's clearly defined. I think one challenge in that, that I'd love to talk with you about when you go in that direction, isn't there oftentimes less of a shelf life to the product? And does that create a certain problem that you need to overcome or think about, or is there ways around that? Yeah, absolutely. You there is a shorter shelf life the, in many cases. It depends on what ingredients you're using. Of course, on fresh food, it's a different story. But with snacking, you know there are ways of packaging, like nitrogen packaging, that can help it last longer. And uh, there are ingredients that you can use that you don't have to worry about that. So most of my snacks that we sell today are twelve months shelf life. Yeah. So that, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's a big barrier. What are what are some of the challenges you see in terms of growing and scaling your company? It sounds like you're going in a super exciting direction. Can you share with us some areas that you foresee some challenges? Is it is it cash in terms of investing into a product line? Is it testing out market segments in terms of how your market appreciates uh, your new products? What do you foresee as potential challenges to get where you want to go? Yeah, I think right now it's it's really just finding the right partnerships. I think there's a lot of companies that are still looking at bringing in healthier options as a little bit of a risk. Will my customer buy this? And the fact of the matter is it's one of the fastest growing categories in the food industry is organic and natural foods. And there's a huge opportunity there. And you don't know if your customer is going to buy it unless you put it in there and offer it to them. And so a lot of them are still a little bit afraid to take that risk and take that leap. 
and it's just a matter of time. So we're, we're waiting on time, you know, with some of these retailers that we're speaking to, but a lot of them are getting on board, especially with COVID people are more health conscious. So I think that that's our, our greatest, uh, kind of hang up right now is just people getting ready, you know, ready for the, where the market's going. I mean, it's going there. The timing of it. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is evolving. I mean, over the last, I'd even say five years, yeah, the accessibility to healthier products is becoming easier. Uh, there's more of them. I still think in a lot of cases, the taste of them still, uh, especially in the snacking space, I think still needs to be improved or, or worked on or, you know, mm-hmm. to get that complete fulfillment. At least that's my humble opinion. So I think there's a lot of room for improvement and market there. One other question I have for you, do you envision, is your model going to be European market or United States worldwide? Where do you envision your product line going? Since day one, the goal has been to be a global company. And right now, uh, you know, I, I came to France and moved, moving, started my second company, but it's the same, same business, right? Into Europe, uh, making healthier choices accessible. And then of course, manufacturing and that those products being global. Absolutely. Yeah. So, hey, Krista, we thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you today. Can you summarize for us one actionable item that entrepreneurs or business owners uh, can apply today to make their life or business better? Absolutely. There's a dream inside all of us. We were all born with a passion for something. And to identify that, are we doing that right now in our life? Is that our careers, that our work? What are we passionate about? There's a dream that we cannot die with inside of us and we have to follow that. And I think, you know, is how do we get there is don't waste time. We have one life and to live it to the fullest. And I think, you know, we can build business around our passion, around our ideas. And I think what you shared with me earlier before this interview was what you are doing now is what you're actually really passionate about is hearing entrepreneur stories. And I think we have to ask ourselves all that question, what makes us come alive and how do we follow that path and build something from that? Because it's, it brings us so much joy and happiness and that's the best way to live. What really resonates to me about what you just said too, is you're truly doing it. Like you've been through, if, if anyone's ever had a reason to kind of say, okay, I'm just going to take it easier. I'm not going to lead with you know, what's special to me in life and what, what my passion is. I mean, you would be a person that would have reason to be that way, right? Instead, you've overcome, you've followed your passion, you keep fighting to get where you want to go. I, so I, your words mean a lot because I think they're powerful and I think you're actually living what you're sharing with us. So that's awesome. Hey, in closing, I'll put your contact info in the show notes at thinktyler.com. But if the audience or myself wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way to do it? Absolutely. On Instagram, um, KristaAnderson.co and it's the same on Facebook. I think our social media is probably the best place, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's awesome. Okay, great. So, hey, thanks, Krista. This was an awesome discussion. I had a great time talking with you. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, have a good one. Hey, thanks for listening today. I wanted to ask you a few questions. Is your business running on all cylinders? The answer to this question for most business owners is often, no, it's not. So I'd ask that you pause for a second and just really think about that. Is your business hitting on all cylinders? Some signs that it may not 
would be you're working long hours, you're frustrated by the financial performance of your business, you know you need to build a high-performing team, but you're just not sure how to do it. If any of these things sound like areas that you could use improvement and get more out of your business, someone like myself, a certified business coach, you might benefit from greatly. I offer a free short intro meeting. You can book it at tylermeeting.com. That's T-Y-L-E-R meeting.com. The purpose of the meeting is just for us to get to know each other and see if possibly if I can help you. So go ahead and book that. Once again, it's tylermeeting.com. And last, lastly, and most importantly, I sure hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you're getting something out of them. I'm trying hard to have guests that can share their experiences and can help you grow your business, improve your personal life, and just get the freedom out of your business that you probably envisioned when you started it. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electric Acid Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electric Acid to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electrocast.com and join our community today. Electrocast. Transform your influence. Electrocast.